Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm here live with Mike on the Mike and Miss show. What's going on, Mike? Whoa, what is happening? Did you get kicked out? I did not get kicked out, but I got checked in to uh, a, be a beachfront hotel right outside that balcony right there. 100 yards to my left is Cocoa Beach, Florida. This is not oh. a bad school. Is that anything like Cocoa Pebbles? <laughs> you know what, dude? I've been down here since Saturday. Good evening, everybody. What's going on? Big Ben, Susan, the Strega. Did I say that right? The Strega. Strega. The Strega. Um, I've been here since Saturday, right? Uh, we, we've been going to school for the last few days. It was a nice, bright, sunny day, the day I landed down here. And then every day that I've gotten out of class for the last three straight days, it has been like fucking crazy rain. And like big, big rain, big winds, not very enjoyable weather for me here when I get out of class every night. I'm hoping in the next couple of days I can enjoy myself a little bit once I get out of school. But for now, yeah, it's it's not too bad. School's going good. Isn't that how it's it going on with you? Isn't that how it always goes? You you're, you're here. The weather is mostly shit. It has been pretty nice lately. Sure, it's been springtime and all that, but we waited a long time for nice weather, and we haven't really had summer, <clears> summer <throat> weather here that that often. You say, hey, I'm going to go to Florida at the dead center of July, <laughs> yeah. and it's going to be beautiful. I'm going to be on the beach, and you haven't even been able to use that beach one freaking time since you've gotten there. How crazy. No, How yeah, silly. yeah, it sucks, but you know what? I, I get, Dude, I got a... Uh, you know what I noticed, and anybody that's out there that's watching and you guys are starting to roll in now, make sure everybody shares this up and uh, likes and shares and lets everybody know that we're going to be talking to John Dotson in a little bit here. So this is going to be a super fun show. But I go to the I go to the rental car place when I get here. They don't have the car that I was approved for by the military, which is, you know, the cheapest one possible. That's how the military works. Um, I was supposed to get a little compact car there. They ran out of compact cars. So they're like, we're going to have to bump you up. Not an extra charge. Don't worry about it. We're out of the ones. The next one up, we're out of. Uh, hold on. Let me see what I can get for you. They get me a brand new uh, Jeep Wrangler four-door. Badass, all black. It's a nice car. What I have been noticing, and maybe I can get confirmation from somebody that drives a Wrangler out there. You know how people on motorcycles, when you're riding and you see another person on a motorcycle, they wave? They wave yet, like you know, like they, they do the they do the hand down on a bike, right? Right, you do that, you wave. People in Wranglers, they drive and they wave like this. Like I drive, <laughs> I, I drive a you're Wrangler a too. Hey, hey you're Wrangler. in a Jeep, man. You, yeah, me, <laughs> you, me. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, man. Every time I drive, weird. every time I drive by, like somebody in a Wrangler, they do the old I'm in a Wrangler too. Hey, Jeep guy, what's going on? Jeep, we're Jeeps. Yeah, it's funny to me. I, it's something that I never knew existed until I. Uh, Sounds until I like a bunch of friggin' dorks, if I've ever heard <laughs> of a dork. Bunch of dorks. Hey, look at you, man. Look at you. I got a Honda lawnmower. You got one too. Me, you. Look at guy across the guy across the street does have the same one. Yeah. He actually got it because I have mine and he's got his now. And I'm like, look at you, me. We get the same one. So cool. Look at us. Hondas. So I pulled into this uh, this ale house the other day to get some food and get a beer for dinner. And I pull in there and this dude is standing outside smoking a cigarette with his wife. 
soon as I get out of that fucking Jeep and I'm walking, the two spots over from that Jeep is a jacked up big Jeep with big lights on it and all this shit. He's like, bro, you need to lift that thing, man. Get some tires on that. It's like, it's fucking rental, bro. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, all right, all right. I thought you were driving stock. Oh, fuck off. Jeep. <laughs> Look at Jeep dorks. <laughs> yeah, where's your winch, man? Yeah, where's your winch? Where's your uh, mud flap, dude? Oh, no, nah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm at school. Dude, a lot of shit's happened. I think we should shout our sponsors out real quick. And let's then do it. We'll, we'll get into talking about yeah. all the shit that happened this past weekend. Yeah, let's do all it. right. Of course, we have, uh, you know, our go-to. Here we go. Norcom Mortgage and Michael Mish are delivering the American dream to those who serve America, helping veterans obtain the dream of home ownership. They offer programs that include no money down, no first-time homebuyer requirement, 100% cash out refinances, rehab loans. They can help you purchase a home, purchase a condo, refinance an existing mortgage, create a dream home with rehab loan. To learn more, visit www.michaelmish.norcommortgage.com or call 860-884-2103. zero eight eight four two one zero three hit up mike mish for all your mortgage needs guys hey before I, I shout our other two out mike did you know that spacex launched the night i got here no I didn't and i that. heard it from my fucking room here did you it think you're being attacked no i actually knew that it was taken off at 1205 that night and i was going to stay up and try to see it because somebody was like yeah you'll be able to see it take off from your room so my dumbass got up when I heard what was going on, I ran out that way thinking I could see it and yeah. I went out the wrong side. And if I would have went out my balcony, I would have saw the fucking thing take off. Anyways, our other two sponsors, of course, we got bare knuckles, corn snacks, all them popcorn treats, all the different flavors. Go to bare knuckle, Get yourself some of that support them. They support us and BK bet shark. One of the uh, hottest betting hands in the game right now. I don't know if you saw what he did this past weekend at BKFC 47, but that dude just fucking cleaned house. I didn't do the math on all his betting tickets that he had, but yeah. he, he made a lot of money this past weekend. A lot of money. We need to get like a BK bet shark uh, segment here on the shows. You yeah. Know, just throw him in there. Have him, have him in with like a shark mask on. Let's do that. <laughs> no, just give it some, you know, <laughs> just just come in and, and talk about a couple of little things or maybe do like a pre-recorded or like a uh, some kind of graphic or something, you know. We need to get that BK bet shark a little bit more action around here. We should. Um, hey, yeah, man, dude's, dude's got a hot hand going right now. He freaking absolutely cleaned house over, over um, in Lakeland, Florida, that's for sure. Now, dude, speaking of that, man, I'm down here. I've been kind of out of the mix. Um, I know a lot of shit went down. That event was amazing. I mean, there was a few iffy fights, but um, good event. Uh, you know, Brandon Allen kept it kept it going, man. He, that kid is something, something else. Um, there was controversy in the co-main. There was, uh, you know, sparks in the in the main event. It, in, in, you know, Ryan Reber and Travis Thompson. Um, what do you want to talk about, Mike? You want to talk about this card? You want to talk about Dave Mundell himself? You want to talk about Mike? What do you want to do? Let's do it. Well, why don't we start off with, with just kind of touching on the Ryan Reber and Travis Thompson fight and specifically 
the Six extra one. round. So what is with the extra round? This was very confusing. And you know, and people who watch in the show, everyone knows if they've been following us that we've been talking about no, no ties. Yeah, no draw, no matter what. Always go to the sixth round, no matter what. But up to this point, it had been only like main events, title fights. That's it. So when they said, when Jeff Houston said, we're going to a sixth round, I was like, wait, what the hell? Those guys just been standing around for like four or five minutes. Yeah. They did not expect that to happen. I'm glad it's happening, but I'm not glad it's happening for them. Adrenaline dump had already taken place. They were already kind of like cooled down from the fifth round. I agree, man. What they should do, though, is make that the norm moving forward. Never a draw in the BKFC. Always a sixth round. That way, when a fight like this happens, those those two guys can stay in their corners and stay ready instead of walking to the other corner and like shaking the other team's hands already. And like thinking the fight's completely done thinking that somebody's going to go out to the middle and Dan Mergliata is going to raise somebody's hand. Um, that shit was crazy, but I did love the fight. I thought, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that the draw was correct. Um, I thought that Reber had the 10, eight in the second and won the fifth. Uh, Travis won the other three, making it a draw. And um, yeah, and that sixth round was necessary, but th they need to make that a rule so nobody's caught by surprise. And shout out to Ryan Reber for going in there against a guy who everybody thought, you know, this is a huge step up in competition for Ryan Reber. Travis Thompson is the OG of the OGs. He's fought the best of the best. He's been in there 10 times. And um when it came to that sixth round, we know that he had an injured hand and he turned it up in that mm -hmm. sixth round. He showed some fortitude, man. He showed some real fortitude to, uh, to crank it back up and just unleash. Like he, he did exactly what he needed to do to win that sixth round and take that fight to move himself to four and oh, and really put himself on the map in that division. Yeah, uh, I thought that he was really starting to slow down. So when they mentioned that they're when they announced a hey, six round, I was like, oh, uh oh, because this might not be good. But nope, he was like, forget this, man. I got to put it all out there. It was great. I loved the fight. I love the sixth round. I want it to keep happening. Like you said, everybody needs to know about it because you know what? With that hurt hand, make I it a thing was already hurting. And with that adrenaline starting to like go away, you think the fight's over your hand probably starts hurting even more than it did five minutes before that. So yeah, that is uh, something that needs to be a forever thing. For Mike, we, we've been saying it. We've been saying it. Be a, a tagline, you know, no draws here. No, Should be one yeah, of their things yeah. they post about. Yeah. Come to BKFC with no draws. Yep. No draws. There's no, <laughs> yeah. There Bottomless. is no draw. There's no, with no so, draw. Anyways, dude, like we've been saying this, we won't go on a huge tangent here, but we've been saying it on that on this show for a long, long time now. The sixth round is a must, never a draw. But that brings me right back to what I've been saying too. These guys are five years in. There is nothing that says you shouldn't sit down with the fucking brain trust and see if you want to revamp some rules. You know what I'm saying? Revamp some rules. Add the seventh round, add a seven round title fight, seven rounds for title fights, no draws, sixth round always. Um you know, 
legalize the Superman punch, do a bunch of shit that you can do because guess what? It's not unified rules across all of BK uh, bare knuckle fighting. They all have their own fucking set of rules. So that means that you in the brain trust can sit down, talk about what's working, what's not working, how to make the product better. And at year five, fucking change it up a little bit. And then five years from now, when this thing is flourishing at full capacity, 10 years into the game, they'll be like, man, it's a good thing Mike and Mish talk on the fucking internet about us. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot to change the sport. You know, one day it'll, <laughs> it'll be like big John McCarthy and people are going to put pictures out and it's going to just be our faces on this show. And they'll be like, oh man, these guys have a lot to do with the rules. That's what I wish. That's what yeah. I tell myself uh, at night. You know, those memes where it shows like yeah. the wife laying in bed and the guy and it's like, I bet she's <laughs> thinking about women. Yeah. And I'm there yeah. going, man, they really need to change that six round rule. You know? <laughs> so, all right. So moving on. Hold moving on. on. Before, before we move on, Mike, what do you think happens now to Travis Thompson? Um, does he stick around? Does he ask for a rematch because he thought the six round was bullshit? Or does, does Travis Thompson hang it up? He had he had hinted at this is his last run for a title. Um, what do you think happens? We know Reber's got a broken hand and he's got to heal up, but now he's he's 4-0 and he's at the top of the division. He's in there. Do they try to run that back one more time or do you think Travis rides off? What do you, what do you think happens? I don't think that Travis is done fighting. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, think I don't he either. loves it too much. I don't think he's done fighting. I know he kind of mentioned like, hey, this might be my last run at the title kind of thing. And, and maybe it is, but maybe it isn't. Maybe he comes back from this, gets a couple wins, and then he's right back in the pitcher. So I don't think he's going anywhere. And absolutely not. There's not going to be a rematch. Not soon. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What, what's next? So next on the card, let's move up a little bit. Well, let's talk. Gabe Fryer didn't make the fight. He did not make the fights. This happened, you know, we all knew about this on uh, Wayne's day. He did not make the fight. He came out afterwards and said, hey, I tried to do this all by myself. I don't have the money for a nutritionist. I don't have the money for this. I kind of hate hearing that. Not that he's, and I, but I get it. I understand. There are people who are, don't live near good gyms or gyms that train bare knuckle or, you know, maybe he doesn't, he's got to work. I get it. It's a tough life. Um, but a lot of people say, listen, you're there. You've already put your foot. Your foot is in the door. You already fought in BYB. Now you're fighting over here. Take advantage of a good thing. You can only do this now. You're not going to be able to do this in 15 years. It's going to be over for you. So right. while you're here, go. It's easier said than done. But I, I, my best advice to him is to fucking chase your dreams, man. Do it. Find a way to get it done. Find a gym. Do it. He said he's done, but I think he's just really upset. Yeah, with I, I, I think it's... Uh, Honestly, I don't know if, if he's going to take offense to this. I think it's immaturity. I think he needs to grow up a little bit. I mean, you you just said it, Mike. He made it to the big to the big stage. He made it from you know from Bellator to the UFC. Now it's time to fucking dial it in and be the absolute professional that you can be. And to show up 10 pounds overweight is just not that, dude. I don't know if he says he's done, and I'm pretty sure that the – I don't know. if the, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I'm, I'm going to guess that the BKFC was livid to the point where they're, they're fucking done with him as well. So I don't know. I don't know what his contract looked like. He might have had a multiple fight contract, mm -hmm. and, and he has the right to come back. But he broke – he probably broke some verbiage in that contract by showing up 10 pounds late. I mean, uh, 10 pounds over, and they probably reserve the right to, to cancel that contract. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But uh, they may, yeah, 
they may have slammed the door in his face, but I'm sure it's not locked. You know, right. he, he can yeah. probably walk back through that door and ask for forgiveness and, and make it right. And I think he should. That's that's my my opinion. I think easier. Like I said, easier said than done. But just do it, man. Just try it. Find somebody. Move. Do what you got to do. You're here now. You're going to be yeah, mad. Make commitment. You're going to be mad even in six months if you stop now and you're like, damn, I was right there. I was. He's in Florida, Bobby right? Taylor. He, uh, it, it's. I don't Mike, he, know. he lives in Florida, right? I don't know exactly where he lives. He did I mention he, it in his post. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if he is living down in Florida, there's no excuse to not find a fantastic gym somewhere because they're fucking everywhere down there in the Mecca of bare knuckle fighting in Florida. You know, yeah, uh, we got to We got to talk about a fight that really fucking uh, man. Oh, man. Martina Kroll and Gabby Roman. Holy Holy shit, dude. Yes. Gabby Roman. We talked about her and her fucking the her, this girl has heart. She has grit. She tried out all those years. She two years ago. She tried. Yeah. Out. Yeah. She tried out the Hall of Fame. That was a long she, time yeah, ago. Bel in Belfast, New York. She tried yep. out. Um, she was supposed to make her debut at BKFC 20. Um uh, I don't know what happened with her in the meantime. I know she went through a lot of things and, and she has a very tough story and we would love to get her on. But um, Martina Kroll was that boogie woman that everybody was talking about. And, and like 18 months of no Martina Kroll, everybody wanted to see her back in there. She gets back in there. She's the biggest favorite on the card by a fucking long shot. Um and, and Gabrielle Roman just went in there and got on the inside and did her damn thing and uh, and really, really stole. I mean, I, I don't think I wouldn't call it stealing it. She just won that fight outright, man. She uh, she got her. What do you think she, about right, Gabrielle no, Roman? She definitely did. I, I I heard that the day before this is another weight. I don't know. if I don't know if Martina had a weight cutting issue, but I, I did hear that she showed up a little late because mm -hmm. of missing possibly missing a flight and maybe had to drive and was a little overweight, had to lose some weight, was very upset about it, made the weight, did the ceremonials, all that stuff, went to the fight. She looked very relaxed when she was coming down to the ring. She looked like she was comfortable. Last time she fought, she fought, she was super successful. Everybody's been talking about that monster jab since that fight. She really had a great uh, start in the sport took over a year for her to get back and she did not do too well. She, right in the beginning, she got rushed. She fell. I kind of missed that shot. I didn't even know if she, I thought she tripped to be honest, but they, but the ref countered it. I didn't see the replay. Then she gets a couple of good shots and you see it on Roman's face. You can actually see the marks on her face. Yep. And then Roman was like bull rushed her again. And then that was it uh, right at the end of the round. She was kind of leaning into the, the ropes and, I think she, her eye got hurt, maybe scratched or something. And uh, I don't know. That was it. So, I mean, I mean it was just from a punch, I, I, from a punch, not scratch from like, but yeah, like, there's something in beer knuckle. When people get hit with that straight up knuckle directly in the eye, it's, it, I feel like a, it must feel like someone's poking their finger right through your eye. It's like, um, it's like Gabby Roman in her team i don't know I, I wasn't we weren't there for this event so i didn't see who she was rolling with down there i don't know if she had a big team with her down there or whatnot but it seems like um the obvious game plan was to absolutely neutralize her jab get on the inside and never get out 
And that's exactly what she did. She took away Martina's biggest weapon and it absolutely fucking worked. And that girl has now took a short notice fight to fight Courtney Cameron at 145 pounds. Yeah. To go to a draw with her, then take a fight against the one that Martina Kroll said so many people turned down fights with her, but she took this fight with Martina, who is like six feet tall with a long ass reach and an unbelievable jab. You know, I don't, what is Gabby? Five foot one. You know what I mean? Five foot two. <laughs> she's, she's very short. She's very she's short. Tiny. Comparatively, she, that's she's short. tiny. And uh, she went in there and she did her thing. And, uh, and now she was on bones of domes last night talking about how she's going to move to one fifteen. Yes. So this yes. girl fought, this girl fought Courtney Cameron in Denver at 145 pounds comes down to 125 fights a girl that's six feet tall with one of the best jabs in the sport wins that one and now she's going down even more to 115 it's unbelievable she could go she yeah. could take a fight at 115 in a, in a couple months from now and fight at 145 125 and 115 in her first three fights all in the same year that's fucking crazy yeah it is it is it's it's pretty impressive yeah she came in that fight that first fight like five days notice showed up at about 11 30 PM in Denver for that fight. And she ended up fighting to a draw and she was fighting way over her weight. It's really crazy. And I, and I know that before that she's homeless and I believe she has two kids mm -hmm. and she's homeless living in a, she was living in a shelter trying yep. to just provide and she just Jules, took Jules this actually told us that out yeah. in Denver. Look at this. Yeah. Pretty, I, I like Bowls, Beers, and Brawls Good says uh, Roman and Savage would be fire. And I, 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 I couldn't agree with that anymore. I love that. I don't know if Jenny Savage, after two fights for Gabby Roman, is too much too fast. But I feel like those two match up very, very well. And a win over Martina Kroll is is pretty damn impressive. And before we bring our guest on, who is here ready, ready and waiting, I just want to say... A lot of people were saying karma will come back to bite you in the ass for Kroll. What, did was she starting wars with like everybody on the internet or something? Because I I know that people were asking us what we thought about what she said on another show, and we don't mind. You know what? No sweat off our back. We just do our own thing all the time. People will say things and and you know whatever. But was she like, was she starting like internet beefs all over the place? Because I have people, no idea. So many people were like, karma, it's karma's a I real thing. Kroll got bit that. by the karma bug. I don't even, I don't even know what that's about. If somebody wants to educate us on that, was she, was she starting with everybody that wanted to listen or something? Cause I didn't, I didn't see it personally. Um, no, you know no anything idea. about that? No, right. I really don't. Yep. I, I don't, I don't know. I just know she went out there. She didn't look so well. I'm sure she'll be back and, and hopefully uh, she does better. Right. So well, hey, hey, we will continue this after the interview. Right. Everybody stay tuned. We're going to continue talking about BKFC 47. We're going to talk about Mike Richmond. We're going to talk about Dave Mundell after we talk to our next guest who will be fighting for the 120, the inaugural 125 pound BKFC uh, flyweight title against J.R. Ridge in his hometown of Albuquerque, New Mexico on August 11th. This dude has, uh, you know, really taken the BKFC by storm in his first two fights. He uh, His first two fights lasted a, a total of two minutes and 21 seconds combined with two knockouts. So the guy is kind of on a roll. And everybody knows him from his long successful career in the MMA and MMA. And now he's doing his thing in BKFC. 
looking to get himself a title August 11th. Here he is, the magician, John Dotson. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Appreciate it. Yo, hey, what's hey, going what's on, up? brother? How are you? Can you turn this sideways or what? <laughs> Can you what's turn going this? on? What's going Whoa, on? Whoa, wait, wait a second. What are you? What room are you in right now? I love it. Uh, this is my gym. I love that. You got a lot of Funko Pops back there. Some pops. Oh, Anime stuff I see. Yeah. What else do we got back there? What else do we got over there? Oh, Jason Voorhees, I see. Some more. Well, has Freddie and Jason Voorhees on that one. Oh, oh, man. Beautiful. I love it, man. So, John, you're back. You're back again. Um, you are, you're carrying a five fight win streak between MMA and, and bare knuckle in the last year, you have done nothing but win three fights in the, in, in MMA and two fights in the BKFC. Here we are again, heading back to, uh, Albuquerque this time with some gold on the line. How you feeling right about that? I feel amazing about it because of the fact that this opportunity to go ahead and give me the title that I so kindly deserve. I've been sitting there knocking out everybody left and right, whether it be in MMA or in bare knuckle. So stepping into the square circle for me is just another day in the park for me to go ahead and solidify that I'm the baddest striker in the world. I mean, we've been saying that for a while that you may pound for pound be the most powerful for your size. The power that you pack in your hands is like unmatched as far as, as far as just like pound for pound power goes. Um, your, your career has been, nothing but impressive all the way all the way around never been put down never been knocked out and um jr ridge jr ridge matches up very well with you uh thoughts on jr ridge as your opponent for this and and were you looking for someone more like a reggie barnett or somebody else well actually reggie barnett was the original opponent scheduled the thing was his mom sat there and told him that he wasn't allowed to fight me so his name got pulled the day right actually not the day before the day of them announcing the fight in albuquerque they're supposed to go commissioner's bidding meeting and that same day jr ridge i mean not jr ridge uh reggie barnett's mom told the bkfc that they could not allow reggie barnett to get beat up by john dodson whoa okay <laughs> i i think that yeah, you might well, have mentioned something like this before the jerry grant fight or right after the jerry grant fight to us saying that, hey, this was supposed to be his beaten, and now it ended up being Jared's. So I don't know what happened there between you guys. Have you talked at all? It seemed like there was a little bit of, uh, when you told us that, it was almost like you had talked to him or them, and you're a little upset with him not fighting you. Man, I'm actually more upset because the BKFC is telling me, hey, you're going to fight this dude who is supposedly the best lighter weight guy like bandweight flyweight he's supposed to be the man in this organization and yet he keeps on turning me down and i'm proving to everybody that i want to be the best i want to keep on fighting all the great people that sit there and stand in my way and i jr ridge is going to be the dude that's going to step as his replacement so he's going to take another beating for somebody else he's definitely upset because he he did not he denied it he saw a clip that we put out about you saying that and he was like absolutely not i was never offered that fight i did not say that i would not fight him so that's hilarious because the first contract that i got it said reggie barnett and then the next contract that i got which was two weeks later <laughs> said jr ridge interesting 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 like and, and you know what it's 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 funny like uh reggie like you said has has had a long bk career and he has a very strong following and his following 
makes it seem like you wouldn't stand a chance against him anyway. So I don't know why they wouldn't try to make that fight. But MMA math would say that those people must be crazy because you guys have common opponents. Uh, you have knocked out Johnny Bedford in MMA. He has lost twice to Johnny Bedford. You have uh, fought John uh, Jared Grant and got him out of there in a minute and 41 seconds of the first round. And, it, and he went five rounds with Reggie. So, you know, I know MMA math is not always real, but um, not always perfect. Sure. Not always perfect. But for those who were saying that, you know, you wouldn't stand a chance against Reggie. I, I think they're all crazy for, for thinking that way. Oh, absolutely. Because of the fact that even though I fought Jerry Grant and knocked him out in the first round, uh, it was an illegal eye poke that solidified a win for Reggie Barnett. So in their altercation, he had an eye poke that actually ended up saving him for that fifth round. Yeah, I do remember I'm, that was an awkward night. That that was really weird. And the way the way the eye poke was, it was like his yeah. his fist had the thumb to the side, and it, like uh, it was just very strange. We Mike and I were actually there, like ringside. We were you know thirty five feet from the ring, and we had no friggin' clue what the hell was going on for like a nobody solid, did for like a solid like it seemed like five minutes like everybody seemed like, like forever what the hell is going on here and then all of a sudden it was over but because jared I mean, got out of the ring you know usually they keep the fighter in the ring oh yeah and then they, they, they look at it and then they announce that the fight's over jared just got out of the ring and they followed him back with the doctors and they went and everybody's still you know reggie's still in the ring the corners are still out there like everyone's just looking around like what the hell's going on? Is this fight still on? Is <laughs> yeah. it over? Nobody said anything. It was very, very uh, weird night. Very weird night. But anyway, no, I was weird, when I watched that fight too, I was like, uh, "This the guys are. This is how they're solidifying the new champion, I guess, to be crowned. Like the interim champion went with the with the original champion, and that's how they solidified the title. And they got a win because of I poke. There's no right. They weren't running their back or nothing. And they're trying to get Rich Barnett, somebody else to go ahead and fight. And then they end up giving him somebody else to fight in his another title appearance. And he end up complaining about the guy's hand to get him in himself another win in his hometown. You know, so you yeah, and and now you're you got yourself in there with Jr. Ridge, and now you got some people in the comments. All my Joe Ivy says all my money's on John Dotson. Uh, Bowls, Beers, and Brawls from up in Canada says, you know, my money's always on Dotson and Bare Knuckle. He's just too good to bet against. Um, J.R. Ridge. Now, this kid's pretty tough. He has one loss, and, but his, his last win was a very tight one against Chansey Superfly uh, Wilson. Um, what of your, you know, what's your opinion on J.R. Ridge from what you've seen out of him in the BKFC so far? Uh, from what I've seen in BKFC, he has a lot of heart and determination. He wants to keep on th keep things very flashy as he moves in and out, very, trying to be more elusive in the like in the square circle. But at the end of the day, anybody that wants to pretend to be faster than me wants to pretend like they can hit harder than I do. We can always find that out and solve it in the square circle. I'm gonna go out there and try to knock him out in the first round, no matter what. I'm sacrificing both my hands in this fight to secure the fact that I'm gonna be the flyweight champion of the world going to be the flyweight champion of the world and then and are you going to keep bouncing back and forth from that i mean you are super active um are you going back to rising after this or, or are you just playing it by ear i am going to go back to rising after this but i'm going to take some time off because i'm going to enjoy being a champion for for quite some time so i'm curious because recently the heavyweight champ 
took off to to have a fight in boxing. And they said, no, you're not taking that belt. You're not going to fight in another organization. We're stripping you. And they took Belcher, Alan Belcher's belt from him. Now, I don't know if that was entirely because he was leaving to go to boxing and he was the champion and they don't want him maybe to get injured and not be able to fight and defend his belt. Or if it was going to be just too much time and they're like, nah, forget this. You're going to be inactive for over a year. So we're just going to strip you before that happens. So I, I'm... Yeah, I'm curious to know how the BKFC, when they talk to you about going back and forth with you, with the possibility of you being a champion now, how they uh, feel the about that. Uh, the possibility that they told me is that I can go ahead and be a champion in two different organizations. Why they can go do it in, within Ryzen and be carrying the title with the BKFC over there as well. Making sure that I can bounce around back and forth and solidifying that I'm one of the most dangerous strikers on the planet. That was a that was the term that I got. I was allowed to go ahead and collect as many titles in whatever sport that I want to. Collecting them like a gauntlet. A couple of. No, no, no. Not infinity. like a gauntlet. Like, like like no, no, no. Like Pokemon. Like when the like, original class came through, there was 150. Now I want to go collect every 1,000 of them. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. Like a Michael Venom Page style. Well, I'm not Do you remember that? that? I'm not Woo. throwing pokeballs at my opponent, but you <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be sitting there, be honest with you. If I ever defeat these opponents, I don't want them on my roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Yeah. Well, speaking of Michael Page, yeah, he's a free agent now. I wonder where he lands. I wonder if he comes back and does another BK fight or uh, if we finally see Venom Page in, in the UFC. It's very interesting with, now that you mentioned him. Yeah. But I don't want to get off on, a, on another tangent. Dude, your brother was supposed to be on this card with you, and uh, unfortunately, Steve O'Morris broke his damn hand. How disappointed is Eric right now? Oh, man, my brother super pissed because of the fact that Steve Morrison came through talking a lot of crap, sitting there saying he's going to knock out. Not been talking crap since my brother first started in the BKFC. Like, he got on his, pretty much on his high, on his high horse, saying that he wants to knock my brother out in a rancho on the last Albuquerque card, and then we finally get the opportunity to go ahead and have this man get beat up. He magically breaks his hand the first day of practice while he's out here. So it doesn't seem like he broke his hand here. He broke his hand out there and decided to suck a lot of crap and pull out of the fight. Like, you can't That's sit too here. You can't, tell, you can't tell me that that was like coincidence. You even went to the gym that we all started at. And then he's going to sit there and talk crap about it. Oh, I didn't realize that he – I didn't realize that that was what was going on there. He was no. talking shit about – Jackson Wink, that's what he was doing. talking shit about me and my brother, but he went to Jackson Wink over the broke his hand. And everybody's like, Yeah, man, like, don't worry. Uh, Eric's gonna knock you out. And then he's like, Well, you guys, I actually broke my hand, it's busted. You know, I can have an extra, even though I only told I sat there going on the internet telling everybody, uh, Eric Dodson, I'll knock you over one good hand. No, since I need both of them to survive. That sucks for your brother, and I hope that – I don't know if you can say this or I don't know if, if it's common knowledge, but is the BKFC um, trying to find a replacement fighter for him and, and keep your brother on the card? Because a, a, a win over Steve O'Morris um, wouldn't have really shot him up the ranks that much, but it would have put him at 3-0, and and it would have given him an opportunity to call out some of those guys that are higher up there. And maybe, you know, he'd be two or three fights, you know, two fights away from, you know, top five contention. You know what I mean? Well, they said that they're looking for another opponent because of the fact that it, since the Dodson's been having such amazing success together, it'd be kind of yes. hard to separate the two amazing brothers of combat <laughs> sports right now. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, I don't know if you noticed my background. It's uh, I'm in a I'm in a hotel. What do you think of this? I I am I am not in my studio. I'm away at school, but I was still gonna make this show happen because I wanted to talk to you before you get this fight in with Jr. Ridge. You know, I'm kind of laughing because I really thought you were in a hotel in Albuquerque somewhere. Nah, <laughs> that'd be nice. Nah, I'm at I'm at school. The the military has me doing something right now. That's uh. I'm actually at a pretty pretty good spot. I can't complain about what they're doing for me right now. Not bad, so no complaints. And the internet's good enough for me to get on here and shoot the shit with you guys, so I'm pretty happy with that. Oh, yeah, man. thankfully so, because so, I'll tell you what, if they threw them in like an army barracks like usually happens to me, then we wouldn't be talking to him right now, because I'll tell you, <laughs> those Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi in the barracks are so bad. Oh, my God, sometimes they're so bad. But... uh I, I was looking through some pictures earlier because Mike Richmond, this past event, he did lose, but afterwards he retired. He said he retired. Now I don't know if that was gonna if this is like a permanent thing. Did you see the fights the other day? I did watch them and I wrote a little bad for him. He didn't look like he had a little pep in his step. He didn't have the same type of killer instinct as most of us still in a combat sports have right now. He like lost his flame and it looked like from the Lorenzo Hunt loss. That kind of just sucked the life out of him. So it looked like he could probably even have a tough tank, uh, training camp for this one. And even his pre-fight interviews going leading up to this fight, he didn't seem like the same person. Yeah, I, I've, I've talked to more than a few people about that. And a lot of people have been saying the same thing. And they're they're like, man, he just didn't look like the same person. A after that initial shot on Mundell, when he dropped Mundell, it was like, okay, the things are looking good for Mike right, right away. And then he kind of got caught and never really recovered from there. And, it did seem like maybe there was a little doubt, maybe not. I don't know what's going on in his head, but I know that can happen to some people when you suffer a, a pretty bad knockout and you come back and maybe you start to lose in your head. You might be doubting yourself. Uh, and like you said, there could have been a, a tough uh, fight camp and stuff like that. But so we were, you know, after when you're gone today, when you leave the show, we were going to continue talking about that card. And I was going through some pictures and actually found a picture of you and your brother from Knucklemania 3 that I that I took. And then right after that was this picture. And it's you yeah, and Mike. Look at that, you and Mike. We're sad to make sure we can, like, what we thought was going to be us going to be celebrating all of us winning. But Lorenzo Hunt did his thing and secured a victory. What's wild is that how good Mike looked in that, that Lorenzo Hunt card. Yeah, I mean, and that Lorenzo Hunt fight. He looked yeah. so incredibly top of his game in that fight. He really and did. And then that, right? in in the blink of an eye, it was all over. And that that blink of an eye may have changed his uh trajectory for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? That was an that was a vicious knockout. And uh he, sometimes like you remember like when with Chuck when Chuck Liddell got knocked out that first time, that he was never the same after that. There's been multiple fighters like that, great, great fighters that all it took was one real nasty shot and it would it just changed everything. So yeah. You wouldn't know what that's like because you've never been knocked down or knocked out, though. So no, but I've sat there and made a lot of those fighters make that court that change really quick. Look at TJ Dillashaw. I knocked him out. He didn't want to get knocked out in the war. Then all of a sudden, went on a, a tear in the UFC. Yeah. Yes. I mean, the resume that you just mentioned, John. I mean, like I said, your resume is incredible. Um, August 11th, the, the matchmaking here, um, we all thought it was going to be you and Reggie. But J.R. Ridge, 
does match up nicely with you. You guys are the exact same height. You guys are built the same way. He is fast, might not be faster than you. You got a little bit of a reach on him, but he does have some power in his hands. It was almost like they found the closest thing to a John Dotson that they could throw in there, you know, minus the resume. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they tried. They had, <laughs> to be honest with you, when I watched them fight against Fly over there, uh, <clears throat> I'm not taking anybody to distance, and I'm trying to make sure I'm finishing the fight. I don't sit there and play patty cake and hold each other and allow people to keep on talking to me throughout the whole fight. And anybody can go back and watch that fight too. And Chancey was doing really well in the first half of that fifth round. And, you know, Chancey just gassed himself out in the first half of that fifth round. That, that decision, that decision could have very well went to Chancey Wilson and you could have very well been fighting him in, in, in Albuquerque. So you know, we'll see what happens here. Uh, unfortunately, Mike and I can cannot make it. To, I mean, Mike might be able to make it, but I can't. Uh, I'm gonna Mike still be here, man. I'm I'm still gonna be here. It's gonna be. Uh, it's I'm here for a damn month. It's uh, it's too oh, long. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're, gonna be, you're gonna be missing out on this one, so it's okay. Next one, we'll go ahead and like shoot it up when I'm the champ. Hell yeah! Absolutely, absolutely. You you know, last time we saw you was in the de was in Denver for that extremely insane card where everybody was there, and Conor McGregor That's showed right. up. And the whole place almost uh, they almost lost control of the damn crowd that night. I feel like that was a crazy ass night. There was more stars in that place. Stars, you know, combat sports stars. There was even some actors in there. It was pretty damn cool. For for BKFC, that was like the pinnacle of the sport so far. That like Knuckle Mania three was insane. I was like, this is great looking at the crowd. And then we went there, and I was like, what the hell? Like, how the hell did they just top what we just went through? I, I can't believe that they just created another event uh, that topped that. So man, I can't wait. Hopefully, I can make it to the Albuquerque card by myself because I love Albuquerque, and both of the cards there so far have been absolutely incredible. Uh, every time. All, all the Albuquerque fighters that come out, when Jamie Hinshaw walks out, the freaking crowd was blow, was was going nuts. Like that that crowd is fantastic in Albuquerque. You, that is a fight town through and through. I love it so much. I really do. I I wish half the fights were there. <laughs> Me too, because then I'd be fighting more times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is a fight town though. Every single restaurant that we go to, restaurant, bar, grill, smoke shop, whatever, to promote the fights when we went there, everybody knows about the fights already. That does not happen like almost anywhere. You could go anywhere, and most places are like, what? Or one person knows about it, but nobody else does. In Albuquerque, it doesn't matter where you go, everyone knows about the fights. It's wild. Yeah. I mean, this is where we all do. This whole this is the only thing we really have to enjoy here. Like we uh, got semi-professional baseball and soccer, but fighting for us is what built the city and not only that's the state. Yep. Yeah. Well, hey, John, we're gonna we want to give something away tonight, having you on here, going in for a title fight. We have a poster that uh, I don't know if Mike has the picture of it, but we have the poster from the Albuquerque card. Where yeah, we have this poster right here signed by you and all the other fighters that are on that card. We would like to give that away to somebody in the audience tonight. If and what we've been doing lately is like um, 
like we had Lorenzo Hunt on and we said, Lorenzo, come up with a quick trivia question and whoever answers it first in the comment section will get this poster of you and all, all the other fighters. And he said, which which one of my fights on my on my record was my favorite knockout? And the first person I got. Um, another fighter said, what's my favorite color? You know what I mean? Like, you got something on the top of your head right now that you could throw out there to the audience that somebody can take that poster home and hang you up in their house? Uh, absolutely. Who is my favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, look at this. You got four tries. You better... Get that going right here, people in the comments. Come on, favorite Ninja Turtle. This one's easy. I mean, this one, this one should be quick. Yeah, you better Whoever. start typing. How excited are you about the Mutant Mayhem? Oh, I'm actually more excited. My wife actually bought me. She's Michelangelo. No. Raphael. No. Oh, Donatello. Yes. Boom. Boom. We have ourselves a winner. Roberto Armas gets it. Roberto Armas. All right. That's awesome, man. Congratulations to Roberto. You got that. We'll get that in the mail to you right away. Uh, what were you saying about uh, Ninja Turtles my Mutant Mayhem? My wife got me the the cereal for it. She got me the cereal and got me a box in it. She goes, babe, go ahead and open up and eat it. And I was like, uh, <clears throat> by the way, uh, I'm collecting this. She goes, no, you need to open up the box. She was like, I want to at least taste it. Get it. We'll buy you another one. <laughs> open up this one. I was like, babe, I'm going to put it with the rest of my stuff. And she's like, you, you better not. I'm going to win. So she, we're in this dilemma because <laughs> it still hasn't been, been unboxed yet. It's been sitting there. still, the cereal so fresh. And she's wondering when she can taste it. So I gave her the, I I was just the one thing in the last chance. I was like, Griffin, if I don't get another box in before the movie comes out, I'm just going to save this one. You know, what's funny. You said you're going to save that box. If anybody's ever watched this show, and when I'm at home in my in my studio at home, behind me on the shelf, there's two cereal boxes. I have a Wheaties box with Larry Bird on it from 1990 sitting on my shelf. And I have a Doug Flutie Buffalo Bills Flutie Flakes box from like 1993 sitting on the shelf. Those are both gifts from my father-in-law. He thought I should have them for my studio. I was like, so I got a, you know, I got a 33 year old box of Wheaties with Larry Bird's face on. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So I don't know if they're worth anything, but it is what it is. So, be honest with you, I got, uh, <laughs> here, actually. Yeah. I want to see it. Yeah. They're all at, they're at Walmart. I've seen those. I saw, actually, I saw this them last my, week. Oh right my God. Original <laughs> box? Yeah. Holy smokes, man. That is insane. Wow. I had that. So, I yes, had and I still have it. It's still in the box. So, Holy uh, we're talking about old things. Like, <clears throat> we're not saying anything like that is But, your boy's on that one. <laughs> the next time that we make it to Albuquerque, we've got to come by and see what you got, man. I am so interested to see what you have in your collection. I really am. I love all that stuff, so. Let me know. Shoot, I got a whole like slew of comic books. Everybody always laughs at me. My wife's like, "Why do you keep on collecting these?" And then she started watching Pawn Stars, and then she sat there and said, <laughs> "You know what? You can keep them." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now you know. Now you know. And knowing awesome. is half the battle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, hey, John. Um, thank you for coming on the show tonight. You always uh, are willing to give us a little bit of your time um, the bare knuckle fighting championship is lucky to have a guy like you on their roster and 
We are uh, lucky enough to see you fight for a title on August 11th against J.R. Ridge. Any final words for anybody you want um, to throw out there, anybody that's listening? Uh, nah, man. Thank you guys for all supporting me throughout all this journey of the, of the combat sports. I want to make sure I can go out there and be a champion that everybody wants to see, not only for like the fan, for the fans, but for young kids and everything else who want to be a small role model. Like, I don't want to go out there and potentially hurt anybody. I just like put on the show for as much people as possible and inspire the next generation to go out there and do or create their own type of success. So whatever you guys want to go out there and do, make sure you guys enjoy life and have fun and keep on doing little crazy wild things to make you, well, a star. I love it, man. Like we said, like we said in the past, you and your brother might be the two happiest guys we've ever seen uh, punching people in the face for a living. It's unbelievable. So like you just said, anybody that needs a role model can look up to you guys. And um, that's awesome. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, we'll let you go tonight. Mike, you got anything else for John? Can't wait to see you. Hopefully it's live, but if not, uh, good luck. Oh, better be live. Don't be sitting there saying, I, hopefully. Yeah, yeah I, hey, listen, I will. if I can be there, I will absolutely be there. That is for All sure. Right. That guy, definitely not. He's going to be I know, he he on that stupid uh, class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> School's important. All right. Hey, I mean, we'll, we'll start working on getting Mike there tomorrow. All right. So uh, All right. thank you very much for your time, as always, John, and uh, best of luck on August 11th. Oh, thank you, guys. Catch you later, all right? All right, Later, man. See Take ya. it easy. All right. John Dotson. That, that dude's awesome. And, yeah, um, he is awesome. I mean, he he really is one of the most impressive uh, people that we've had the uh, the opportunity to talk to. Like, yeah. I, 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 I just, I, I've said it many times over, go back and look at his fight catalog. Even his losses. He's never been knocked down. He's never been knocked out. He's gone the distance twice with who was the pound for pound best fighter in the world at the time, DJ Demetrius Johnson. He's gone the distance with him twice. He went the distance with Marab Devalishvili, uh, Peter Yan, Marlon Marais, Jimmy Rivera. Those are his losses in MMA. And every one of those went all five rounds and were fucking wars. And he has knockouts over guys like TJ Dillashaw and, and uh, uh um marab he fought marab did you say that i said that I said oh marab. okay I, I i might not have heard i said that. marab yeah john lineker when he lost to john yeah. lineker it, like lineker came in overweight you know lineker is an absolute powerhouse um he's doing his thing over in one championship right now so john has a shit ton of wins on his record a bunch of knockouts like i said never been never been put out never been knocked out um and and the and the L's that are on his record are against the best of the fucking best. And he is carrying a five fight win streak in the last year, mm-hmm. three in MMA, two in BK, um, into this title fight. And like he could very well win August eleventh. Not not nothing. Jr. Ridge has just as much a, a chance that fight I get uh, against him. But I'm just saying, like, if he goes out there and wins a title. August 11th for the BKFC, he can go to Ryzen and fight for the 135-pound title mm-hmm. in, like, November or December and win that one. And the guy will be 7-0 and in a year and a half with two fucking world titles and two different promotions. Can you imagine that? That's insane. It is insane. It's insane that he's still going <laughs> just strong. He's just going to keep on going. 
He's he doesn't look like he's slowing down. That's for sure. If there's one thing that's not happening to John Dotson, it's slowing down. He will not slow down. He is even when you see him moving in person, like he he was sitting in that chair. But if you see him and he's walking around like he's moving in fast forward all the time, it's it's like just such a crazy. Everything he does is so fast. Like I'd be banging my elbows and my toes and shit on, th- you know, just walking around the house. I don't know how he's not just running into walls. The guy's just moving around. And so I, I and I think I honestly think that he is good enough and strong enough to compete at one twenty five, thirty five, and forty five in the BKFC. I think that he could hang in all three of those divisions. And Corey yeah. Rivera asked in the in the comment, "Can he beat Reggie?" We talked about. I don't know if you missed it earlier. We're not saying he can or he can't, but I don't see any reason why anybody would write him off and say that he can't beat a guy like Reggie Barnett when, you know, he has the he has the experience against the level of competition that John has. Reggie Barnett, and I'm confident in saying this, has never fought anybody on the level that John Dotson has fought in his career. There there are a dozen fighters on his resume that are are you know, better than anybody that, that Reggie Barnett's fought. And that's no shot against any of those guys. Cause a lot of those guys are very tough, yeah. very, very and it's an MMA, incredible. Of course. Yeah. It and an it, MMA, but it's high, high, high level competition. Like he's fighting right. the best of the best. He, he fought twice. Like Kyle was saying, he fought freaking Demetrius Johnson twice. And yes, he did lose, but he did not get a lot knocked out. He did not get submitted. He fought him. And to the bell. That guy bell the bell. was the number one pound for pound fighter in the world. Like at that point, mm-hmm. he was unbelievable. And you know, and, and, dude, and he's come into BKFC. He they matched him up with a, a debuter from the UFC, Ryan Benoit, and he and he did what he did against Ryan Benoit. Yeah, but yeah, his yeah. second fight in the BKFC was against the former interim champion at 135 pounds, Jared Grant. Yeah, who a lot of people still think has championship uh, talent. And Jared's on his way back right now, but Jared um, went five rounds with Reggie and, and he went one minute and 41 seconds with John. So, I mean, like for anybody to sit there and say that he's no, he's no match for, for Reggie Barnett. I think that's silly. And I think that that's a fight that they should make. It'd be a great fight. I would love to see that fight. Oh my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so see, incre- in- incredible to talk to him again, and, yeah. and it, it was a pleasure. We'll get Jr. Ridge on here soon, and we'll talk to him on that side. I mean, dude, John Dotson is uh, you know half Filipino. It's it, it's so funny, like Filipino fighter, half Filipino, five foot three, five foot three, sixty six some uh, sixty something inch reach, six something inch reach, little stacked power powerhouse frame. Yeah, <laughs> uh, both sides fast both sides both have heart both can land power it's it's really crazy how similar they do match up in yeah. like every aspect so i mean another another good job uh by the matchmaking there um why don't we go why don't we do this we let's go back to bkfc 47 because i yes, feel like there's still a yes, lot to unpack is, from that one is. we had touched on um, we didn't talk uh, about so we left off with seth seth schaefer the seth schaefer right. uh brandon allen Right. And, and and just before we do, we won't talk about their fights, but uh shout out to uh to Crystal Pittman, T Murph, and and Fort Knox. All three of those guys, all three of them got uh got wins on that card as well. Yeah, yeah. They're all they're all they're all um shift 
affiliates. You know what I mean? Shift MMA has really taken over uh, BK right now, BKFC. Uh, let's go. Let's go back to Seth Schaefer. Seth Schaefer and uh, Brandon Allen. Man, oh man, what do you got to say about this one, Mike? Oh my God. Okay, so the fight started off first round. Seth Schaefer kind of hunting him down a bit. Showed he going belonged. back and forth. He was, you know, he was he was coming after Brandon at the end of the round. They get a little little clinch going. About twenty seconds left in the round, I think, or fifteen seconds left during the clinch a little bit. And as soon as that clinch breaks, Seth hits him. Fucking Brandon Allen goes down. Like, and it was fast. I mean, I, mm. I it, it happened so fast. Like as soon as the clinch broke, it's boom. He just hit Brandon fell, and I. I felt like by watching it, and I don't know how I decided in my brain that I knew this, but it didn't look like he was hurt. And you know what I mean? It just, he got caught off guard, it seemed more. Brandon. Uh, and yes, Brandon got yeah. caught off mm-hmm. guard and fell. And it was like, damn, obviously it's a good enough shot to drop him, but it wasn't one that like really cleaned his clock, you know? So it looked like he was just sitting there like, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? I just got knocked down. And then, you know, the round's over at that point. He goes back, sits down. He's... He's talking to Jihad, and he says at the end, he goes, I'm getting that one back. And Jihad goes, okay, but be smart. Be smart about it. You know what I mean? Like, don't just fucking run out there and be crazy. So he does. He just says, I'm going to get that one back. Jihad says, be smart. He goes back out there, man. And that shot that laid out, that is a left hand. It's his second one in a row. Didn't he, he hit? That fucking Logan diamond cutter of a goddamn left hook, man. That fucking I'm shit is you. unbelievable. The way he hit Schaefer, and Schaefer fell, but it's almost like the momentum when he collapsed hit it. He was almost going to, like, get back up, but he was just so fucking – his clock got clean. He fucking went to the other side and fell, and I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? I did not think he was getting up from that. I can't believe he got up from that, actually. I was like – He generates a lot of power. Brandon Allen has, like – his nickname Superman. He's got like superpower in that left hand. That that fucking left hand takes soul. I mean, I mean, not to like make a pun here. Snatches souls. You know what I'm saying? It really does. And he was fighting the soul snatcher. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. He hit him with that left hook and um and then finished it shortly after. Mm-hmm. I will say that Seth Schaefer did look like he belongs in that division and he belongs fighting over here at BKFC. But uh man, oh man, Brandon Allen is yeah, is top of the game for that featherweight division. And I know that people are saying him and him and Howard should fight to see who gets a title shot, but I don't understand why Brandon Allen wouldn't get a title shot with uh, Kai Stewart next. I don't, uh, it, it does. I don't understand why they wouldn't why would they wouldn't give that kid a shot at the title. I think that that is the next fight to make because it has to it has to be it, it ha- yeah it definitely has to be because Louis Lopez lost when he went for the title. Right. Howard Davis did lose to Louis Lopez before that, but then he has won since then, but he did not beat. So yes, Seth was not ranked in the BKFC, but he was coming over undefeated champion from another organization. So I still count him as being very good uh, as a very good fighter. Brandon Allen, he's got that one loss way back against Jordan Nash, which was a, a split decision, I believe. And so 
I don't see w- how you couldn't pick him. Like you said, it has to be, they have to fight. And I think what happens is we should get the run back of Louis Lopez and HD. I want to see them fight each other, but I think mm-hmm. that HD has another fight coming up anyways. But I would have liked to see him fight Louis Lu- Lopez and run that back. And then you have the Kai and the Allen Listen. and then whoever wins each one, then they fight each other. That would be great. Obviously, if Louis Lopez was to win again, then that probably wouldn't be the best bet. But if HD, but that's, Zion, that's what I think. Zion, Zion Tomlinson says Allen versus HD. Allen said he'll let HD have the title fight and wait. I don't get that. I don't understand that thought. Why? Why would, I mean, I know that they're cool with each other. I I know we, you know, we're cool with all them guys, but why would Jason, why would Brandon Allen step aside and let HD take that title fight? It doesn't make any sense. He needs to take that thought and flush it from his fucking brain because Brandon, you deserve a title shot. It might not be the next title fight. Kai might have to fight that. And then that might have to get made because I think they might be sliding that way. Either way, Brandon just fought. Yeah. Kai might be fighting somebody to defend his title, but Brandon Allen fights the winner of whatever Kai fight they have coming up. It should be Brandon Allen and fuck all that noise about stepping aside and letting somebody else have it if they want it. I hope that's not how he's thinking. I hope that's not why. Dude. Yeah, you're the there's top nothing of the, wrong with being you, the, the guy that is ready for the shot and you're calling yeah, for the shot. Don't That's do that. Disrespectful to other don't people. do that. Just call for the shot, man. Yeah, don't do don't do not step aside cordially and let somebody else take the title and wait. No way, dude. You've earned this shit. Your last two fights didn't go, didn't go, he didn't go along with Tra- uh Trevor Loken. He only went two rounds with Seth. He's relatively fresh. His hands are good. They are both highlight real fucking finishes um stop it with that fucking train of thought stop just get you have you have earned it you don't deserve it you have earned it it is yours take the title shot yeah and then and then hd will be right there and you guys fight too because hd's not going anywhere man he's not going anywhere i I agree uh, with you i agree with you mike i agree with you mike they let kai and dat fight if that's the way they're going then they have Howard and Louie fight again, and Brandon just waits for the winner of that title fight. No, I don't want Kai and Dat. I want Kai and Allen. Oh, I know that, but I think that's the way they might be going. Oh, that's I don't I'm know saying. why they do that, but they, it's because of money. They're going to do that because of money, and I don't even know how much money that actually why, generates. That, is Dat like a huge star? I don't know. I, that they would I, take him from being you know, not on the re- on the roster forever and then came and fought once and lost. I mean, what? no, he won. He won. Now they're just going to fast forward him See, right to the the, fight, I don't know. the the fighting news. Are, are you trying to be like, uh, yeah, he's what... asking us. Right, we're the matchmaker who fights. Uh, Kai next. Okay. We actually so you're just, the match. Yes. We just answered that. No, just who answered fights that. Kai Allen. That's Brandon Allen. We would pick. Yes. It would be British. Yes, if, if I was the matchmaker, it would be Brandon Allen and Kai Stewart because Brandon Allen has earned it. Yeah. Them, as, as, what, when we're putting ourselves into the train of thought of the BKFC brass and, 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 you know, running it as a business and a company, I'm guessing that they're leaning towards Gatwin coming off a win over Brandon Strauss. Uh, Strauss. Uh, Daniel Strauss. Who, who, by the way, I saw an, I saw somebody on another show say, who the fuck is even that guy? Who is that guy that that 
that fought in his return fight anyway. Who the fuck is even that guy? Who the fuck is even that guy? Who's that guy? He's the two-time featherweight champion from Bellator that beat Patricky Pitbull and fucking Pat Curran and a whole laundry list of badass motherfuckers. That's who Daniel Strauss is, you fucking idiot. Why don't you learn something about the goddamn yeah. sport? You know, yeah. you want to talk about the sport, learn about the sport and know who the fighters are in it. Daniel Strauss is no pushover. So Datwin didn't get a warm-up fight. He no. came back and fought a killer and they went fucking many rounds with each other. So, yep. you know, fucking yeah. idiots. Sorry. But in my opinion, rant there, my bad. A, yes, you did. But in my opinion, I don't think that that should skip the guys. I don't think he should skip over the guys that have been fighting. He left. He did not come back for a long time. He should not think he should be skipping those guys, but yeah. that's what happens. We know how this it's a business is. entertainment money. That's the way it works, man. It's, it's a business. It's, it's what it is. So that's what it is. If the, if the business move is to book that win coming off a win over Daniel Strauss against Kai Stewart, book it, book it now, book it soon because Brandon Allen is on the top of his game right now and he deserves yep. that he's earned that title shot so hurry up and get that title fight made so we can find out who the winner is and find out who brandon allen's gonna fight and do not fucking step aside and let somebody else take that you've earned it fuck that yeah next yeah so next 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 where are we going next kyle where are we driving this train we gotta go to the uh co-main dude the, the co-main the co-main event of the evening sponsored by <laughs> bucked up energy yeah <laughs> so this has been getting a lot of traction lately insane yeah. amount of talk i have seen slow-mos i have seen fast-mos i have seen still -mos. <laughs> -mos? i have What's seen slow-mos fast-mos i've seen still-mos <laughs> and i still see all the momos on all the most. online i see a lot of momos online too <laughs> and they just keep on talking this has gotten so much traction lately and the ultimate thing i think is you can't take anything back so all the arguing you've got a slow-mo or you get the original shot where it looks like when you're watching it that it wasn't an illegal strike right that's what a lot of people then you have a slow-mo shot that looks like it wasn't a legal shot. But then you have another pause where it looks like it's an illegal shot. Then you have a picture from after the fight of Jared Warren's head and where the swelling is would say that it was an illegal strike. Then you have uh, Warren and those guys saying that Dyer was there after the fight saying, my bad, I didn't mean to hit you. I agree. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Now, I'm not putting words in his mouth and Dyer's mouth. That is what I heard. They had talked to each other. They apologized because they're cool with each other and this and that happened and he admitted it. So if there's pictures that show it and then there's video that shows it's the other way, but now you have Dyer and them saying, oh yeah, no, it's good. I did hit him illegally, this, this, and that. Where do, how do you come to an agreement? How do you come to an agreement there? Because you're always going to have the people on the, the left side, right? Now I'm not saying left or right one way. I'm just saying you have one side that's saying it was illegal. You have one side that say it's not. And then you've got all this evidence that they're throwing out there. Like, here's my proof and here's my proof. And both of my look, I go, oh, my God, that does look like it was not an illegal strike. And then you look at this and it goes, but that shows that it was. So what the hell is going on? You can't change the results of the, of the fight. It has already happened. But there's it's one like thing the that you can do, and that's get rid of Andrew Glenn. <laughs> there's a common denominator. In all. There's You're like, a common I did that. 
No, there's a common denominator in a lot of these crazy, uh, crazy uh, antics that happen in the BKFC lately. And he oh, is my Lord. the common denominator for real. Now, you took the words right out of my mouth there, Mike. One way or another, the result is the result. And there's no changing what happened. It was a no contest. The only thing they could do is run it back, right? I mean, yeah. it, it, they have to run it back. And I saw that comment by Zion Tomlinson there in the comments. I said that Dyer looked like he was too. Di, Di, Josh Dyer is a freaking massive dude. He is a terminator. That guy is a big boy, and he and he cuts down to make that one eighty five. I don't know what he was walking in there, but he. I don't know if he was two thirty, but he. I bet you. I bet you he weighed in one eighty six and got back up to two ten. That fucking dude was huge when he walked in there. But either way, you're right. I mean. Yeah, I've never seen such a confusing argument in my life. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. There's definitely footage and photos and all that from both sides of the argument. What doesn't make sense to me is that people are so passionate about this. There are certain guys on the internet, like going above and beyond out of their way to try to prove that it wasn't illegal. And what is that going to do? How is that going to change your fucking life, dude? The no contest is not going to turn into a W for Josh Dyer. It's going to stay a no contest. Andrew Glenn fucking fucked up another one. And we're going to have to wait until Josh, uh, until Jared Warren's ready to get back in there, and they're going to have to run that one back again. They're not going to give the belt to him because somebody on the internet posted a bunch of fucking photos saying that they were wrong. It's just never going to happen. Stop wasting your goddamn time. Let's just wait yeah. for the fuck fight. Yeah, 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 I get it. You know, listen, this is what we do, right? We we analyze, we talk, we argue, we this and we that. And man, I just, it's gotten so crazy lately. Like people are getting so mad at each other. It's like, all right. Fuck all that. Sense. You talk about it. Try not to be friggin' assholes, huh? Jeez, man. You know, these guys, this is what I feel bad about, right? Those two guys <laughs> trained their asses off for that fight. And then they went out there. And especially Josh Dyer, I feel bad for. Because this is the second time in a row where he had an unfortunate incident happen in his fight. And now he has two no contests in a row. So he went through two entire camps weight cuts and everything and he has nothing to show for either one of them and that is that sucks man that's gotta suck for him so trust me i'm sure he's more bummed out than anybody is about this whole thing i know that josh warren and i and i wrote to him and i said hey jared man, you know what i'm sorry jared warren jared warren i wrote to him and i said dude not that you're feeling bad or anything like that but people online will make you feel like you're a piece of shit and you're not so do your thing we know that you're a hard worker Get back in there and fight your way back to the top. Go have a beer on the beach and enjoy your weekend. You know, like people will make you feel like this is the crazy thing, right? Everyone talk. Oh, so Jared Warren wins. He did great. He beat Jay Jackson. Look how good he looked. This, this, and that. Oh my God. He fought that. He's this good. He does that. This happens. He gets clipped, right? Illegal or not. You see in the back of his head, he has a lump. So whether or not it happened at that time or right before it somewhere in the fight, right? At for some other shot, and that's where that came from because I've seen people say that too, right? Either way, they're acting as though that all of a sudden Warren just is just a quitter. He's just a quitter. Right. He's he was done. looking for his he way was out. Looking for a way out. He needs to be done. He's this. He's that. It's like, oh, give me a friggin' break, man. He's a quitter. He's this. He's that. The guy has fought like four times last year. 
He's done phenomenal. He's been in some wars. I mean, come on. He doesn't want to be in there. Get the fuck out of here. You need to get the fuck out of here, man. Damn. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't understand that talk. I don't get it. People turn and just hate somebody all of a sudden. So, oh, so my, my question. Get him out of here. My question for you now. Do they run that one back? And or we still haven't heard what the hell they're doing with the heavyweight. Things are a little fucking screwy on the higher weights right now. From 185 up, Alan Belcher's fight with Hasim Rockman Jr. getting canceled really throws Ooh. a monkey wrench into this. Yeah, so what's what's the deal with that? What's the deal with the heavyweight title? If Lorenzo Hunt is not fighting for the heavyweight title, is he going to defend the 205 title? Or do you have him come down to 185 and fight like Danny Christie? Or somebody like that at 185 and and, uh, and carry on with the division instead of, you know, waiting to see Josh Dyer and, and Jared Warren fight one more time for an interim title. Do we do we say, all right, we tried that. It didn't work. It ended up in a no, no contest and controversy. Let's go to the next guy up. Danny Christie might be that guy. Mike Richmond retired. Dave Mundell is busy at 175. He's number two at light heavyweight. So Danny Christie's sitting there at number three. Mm -hmm. um, do you do you do you move in that direction of Lorenzo Hunt versus Danny Christie at 185, or is Lorenzo Hunt fighting at 205 against a guy like Chris Camozzi, or is he fighting for the heavyweight title? They need to figure all that stuff out because it's getting a little fucking wonky in those higher divisions right now, and nobody knows what the hell is going on. Yeah, I've got to believe that the October card that we've been hearing so much mm -hmm. about will In... solve some of these problems for us. But I don't think that Lorenzo, the 185, I would imagine, he tells us it's not that big of a deal to get down there and this and that. I don't think that he should fight there anymore. I mean, he can go back down and fight Danny Christie at one point, but I would much rather see him go up and fight like Arnold Adams or something. Me too. He's been calling for it. I would love to see that happen. I, I want to see it. I would love to see it. I think a lot of people would love to see it. Call me crazy, but I yeah. will watch that shit and I will love it. Absolutely. That's what I want. That's what Absolutely. I want. Yeah, me too. And I agree with you, Mike, as a, as a fight fan, as a BKFC fan, I would rather see Lorenzo Hunt staying 205 and up. If he's not fighting Arnold Adams for a vacant heavyweight title, yeah, what they, what I really, what that, what I think they really should do is book two got two fights on the same card, Ben Rothwell and Arnold Adams for the heavyweight title, and Lorenzo Hunt and Chris Camozzi on the same card, and put it in Denver because we know that those guys will sell that fucking place out to the to the rafters, and uh, build a build a card around that double feature, two title fights in Denver, oh, yeah. Colorado. And, oh, yeah. and then Lorenzo, if Lorenzo is successful defending his 205-pound title against Camozzi, the next man up there, then you get yourself a champion at heavyweight and and, and then let him, let him fight the winner of that. I think that's the way you go, man. Yeah. And we're just obviously we're playing fantasy matchmaker as fans of the sport, but yeah, it, we like um, to think that they listen to us and go, you know yeah. what? We're going to take that and we're going to hold on to it, guys. You know you. what? And we were just talking about the Steve O. Morris, uh, Eric, Eric uh, Dotson, Dotson fight. Yeah. You know what? That's another one that we talked about that fight with him and, and Steve O. in September, 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 I think it was 2022, September, 2022. Yep. 
on one of our episodes, we talked about him and Steve O'Morris fighting. And that was, yeah, I don't know, boom. you know, what was that, 10, 10, 11, 10, 11 months ago. Many times, Mike, Mike, you and I have talked about things that have come to fruition. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, there it is. I'm throwing out there to the BKFC fight gods, Rothwell and Arnold Adams for the vacant heavyweight title <laughs> on that same card, Arnold I mean, on the same card, Lorenzo Hunt fights Chris Camozzi, put it in Denver, build a card around that, and Mike and I will get our asses out there for that one, and we'll try not to get shot by the Denver police. Do you think that Nate Shook appreciates being called God, fight God? (laughs) I'm going to throw it out there to the BKFC fight God. In reality, it's really Nate Shook. Nate Shook, make the fight. I didn't say God. I said gods. Yeah, fight gods. I know. Okay. I mean... Uh, he I is, don't know. He's the matchmaker, so that's why I'm saying, like, technically, technically, he can be like, ah, oh, those guys, they call me Fight God. Oh. Listen, yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean, we kind of went off on a little tangent there, yeah. but uh, unfortunately for Jared Warren and Josh Dyer, and ended in controversy, there's a common denominator in most controversial endings in the BKFC lately, and if uh, they haven't figured out what that common denominator is, I don't think they ever will. Yeah. Sorry, uh, we were talking about this uh, privately, me and, my, and Mike and I were, and you know what? What's to, I'm going to just talk about it right now. I oh. don't know. I don't know how fight how referees get booked for certain fights. I don't know if there's a, a scoring system or a or a or some I, I just some sort like of evaluation some system. Kind of seniority but, but, and right. And but here's clout, the thing, you know. So here's the thing. My my father was a baseball umpire and a basketball referee for about 35 years. He he refereed uh basketball all the way up to college and he and he refer and he umpired baseball all the way up to minor league baseball, right? There is a evaluation system. There are there are people watching and they are grading you on your performances behind the plate or on the basketball court. And you are getting games off of merit. You know what I mean? You have to earn your spot at the top of the pecking order to get the higher paying games and get the better gig, you know, games. These referees need to have something like that. And if there is, maybe then, then I'm sorry. And I'll back the fuck off, but there must not be. Because I've never if heard was, of one. If there was some sort of grading evaluation rating system for these referees, certain guys wouldn't keep getting main event and co-main event spots in important title implication fights and fucking completely having a hand in the outcome of that fight. It, 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 it's happening a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. Maybe we can get like somebody on here. Maybe we can get Dan Mergliotta on here or our old friend, Brian Miner. Maybe he can come on here and just mm-hmm. explain to us if there is some sort of grading merit system. Yeah. That we don't know about that, that like, you're up here. I don't. I I've boom, never heard boom, of boom, one. Boom, 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 boom. You work your way up. I don't know. There I'd be really be. surprised because with all the all the combat sports that we've been watching, how long we've been following, you know, behind the scenes and forums online on social media, I've never heard of that happening in in UFC. And you know what? That's I, what I, I followed I, most of my life. So. I like this dude, Chris Young, referee Chris Young, yes, Corey yes, Rivera. Like, he yeah. he does a damn good job. He does a great yeah. job, and Dan Mergliata does a great job. Um, yeah, it, it, there there needs to be something like that because 
it, it, it's wild how many times we have talked about the same guy over and over and over again for the last year. And, and, and it seems to be in like title fights, co-main events, main events every fucking time. It's all sorts. Yeah, it's always in big fights. It's always does a lot of events, and I get it. Maybe the guy's tired. Maybe he's tired. Maybe. Maybe Yeah, maybe he's tired. Maybe he's tired. Maybe he's just traveling too much, doing too much, and he doesn't want. Maybe there's something going on in his personal life. You never know what's going on in someone's life, right? I don't talk to the guy. I don't know him. He could be having the worst life ever right now, and it's reflecting on his job. I don't know that. However, you are in a friggin' sport a job where it's very important for you to be a hundred percent when you get in there or as close to it as you can get because you need your people's lives are at risk there yeah people go oh that's crazy whatever no people can be killed crazy things can happen we need and the fighters need a good ref to be in there because they're the one person that can save uh you know they can save your memory they can save your eye they can save things they're in there, and yes, you have the doctor they can call to. But however, the ref is the person who basically controls everything. So if they're in there and they're forgetting things that they're supposed to be doing, they're forgetting that they didn't start counting and then just coming up with something going, oh, yeah, I'm at eight. Dude, you called it a slip. How can you be at eight? You cannot be at eight if you ruled it a slip. And oh, by the way, you never even counted. How you do never, you do I, that? And- yeah, you're talking about a different fight, and that I that am, was a couple that was a couple fights. Like but I'm saying that it was a couple fights ago, and he absolutely, and you can hear him say it on TV. It was a slip. It wasn't a knockdown. It was a slip. And then Arnold Adams turns around and says, uh, "What's the count at?" And he goes, eight. Uh, eight. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, eight. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's some needs there's to some be checked. People need a there's some work that needs to be guys. done. Now this main event, this main event is going to allow us to uh, uh, finish our show on, on a couple different avenues here. The main event, two great fighters, two uh, friends of the show. These guys are both great guys, um, big fans of both of these guys, David Mundell yeah. and Mike Richmond, two, two of the biggest class acts in the sport. Mm-hmm. Two standouts, their records speak for themselves. Like we talked about last time about Mundell's one loss and Mike Richmond's one loss. Those losses were, uh, were, were, you know, what I mean, those those losses. One of them was to Lorenzo Hunt, and the other one was to uh, Hector Lombard, and we think that they've won that fight. But either way, we go out there. I mean, Mike goes out there. He lands a shot on Dave Mundell right off the rip, and we're yeah. just like, "Whoa, yep. no way!" I was like, and Holy shit. I am telling you, when I saw that, and when I my initial thought in my brain was that uh, that there is absolutely nobody in the 175 pound division that touches Mike Richmond. If Dave Mundell does not fucking get up. He Mike Richmond has just proved that he is head and shoulders beyond anybody in that division. But then right. Dave, but Dave got up, but he got and up, then, and Dave, Dave got up, and Dave turned that shit on, and 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 like we talked a little earlier, it looked like Mike had you know possibly slowed down a bit, and uh, Dave Mundell was just fucking on fire, man. From that yeah. that point on, he showed the champion, um, he he showed that champion in him for sure. That's crazy. 
It was crazy. As soon as it started, I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe he just dropped Mundell just that quick. And it, and it was like, it was one of those well-placed shots too. And you know, he's got some power also, but it was well-placed and he just went whoop, fell right to the ground. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? I did not see it happening this quick. Like I thought this fight was going to be a back and forth war. Uh, but you know, Mike, Mike goes back like he usually is. He looked exactly like he always does. Yeah. He started fighting. Mundell clipped him. And after that, you could see that Mike kind of lost his legs and you could hear, you know, you can hear commentators, uh, light all Hey, it looks like he's lost his legs. And from that point forward, he was, I, I think after he just got rocked, I don't know if he ever really truly recovered. Um, and then, you know, we all saw what happened and, yeah. you know, Mundell came out victorious. Great. Mike had frame. hella cuts on his face too, which I didn't really realize how many cuts he, I knew he was bleeding and stuff, but I didn't realize the amount of cuts he had on his face after uh, the fight. When I saw the pictures, like, Oh shit. So, uh, yeah, man. those two, those two guys are, are two of the best two I've ever stepped in that BKFC squared circle. And, um, Dave proved once again, that he belongs right where he sits at the top of that division in the top five pound for pound, I hope if when the new uh, the, the new rec- rankings come out, they come out usually today at ten, right? I think they already came out. Um, is he in the top ten pound for pound right now? He fucking better be top. There yeah. is not a top ten, so I mean top five. I mean, is he in the top five pound for pound? I don't it, think he is. Ah, that's if he's not, then then that's crazy too because Dave Mundell this puts him at what eight and one. His one loss is suspect, and he just beat one of the best of the best. And, um, yeah, he absolutely deserves his his spot in the top five pound for pound for sure. Um, yeah, shout out to Ryan Reber's mom bringing up Mike Richmond's walkout with all the uh, um, Marines lined up down the walkway. It was awesome. Good for him, man. I know that that's something that he's always wanted to do walk out with a bunch of uniforms, uh, uniform Marines in their yeah. dress, in their dress uniforms, you know, funny story about that. Yeah. <laughs> funny story about that. Right. Mike Richmond in Knucklemania three way before we got out there for the fights, he had put out something like, Hey, him and Kevin Smith, who's his manager put out like, Hey, we're looking for, some Marines. Does anybody know anybody out there? Ba, 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 ba. So I did find a unit and I sent it to them and I don't know if they followed up with it or whatever happened. Nobody ever did. I do know that, that Mike Richmond had gotten in touch with some recruiters out there and they were supposed to have people come to knuckle mania. Right? So we get to knuckle mania a couple days before the fights and we're talking to Kevin and we're like, did you guys ever get in touch with them? And he's like, nah, this guy just kind of just Nothing came came to fruition from the recruiters and blah, blah, blah. So well, what about that unit I sent them? He's like, what unit? So we show him. Kyle and I are like, well, we have our military IDs. We can get on the base over here where there's a Marine unit. We'll go there. So we go there. They got a phone outside. We're trying all the numbers. None of them work. We hang up the phone. We're about ready to like say, ah, oh, whatever. We can't find it. I go online. I'm trying to the numbers on there. And some guy walks up and he's like, oh. I'll, uh, I'll let you guys in. Let's go. You know? So he lets us in the door. And at the same time, I think I got in touch with one with this dude and his name was Sergeant major hammer. That was his real name. Sergeant major hammer. I mean, what a scary dude, Sergeant major, the Marine Corps, Sergeant major hammer. Can you imagine that? That's like a perfect (laughs) fucking drill sergeant name. So we talked to him. He's like, you know what? I got some guys. We'll bring some guys there. And David Feldman was like, 
We'll have a section for the military. They can bring fucking 25 people if they want. And we have a section they can sit in, right? Which is really awesome. So we said, yeah, yeah, you guys can go. And then later on, they're like, can we bring our wives and this and that? So we're like, okay. And so we, yep, they can bring them too. Great. They're giving them all these free seats. You're good to go. And the problem with the military is everything is a process. So those guys would have had to ask for permission to be able to come out in their uniform. Yeah. It, it would, so, it's like a six week process. You have to go through the, the public affairs officer and this, and like the, you know, the yep. state, the state general has to approve it. And it's like a big process. So we had 24 hours and we just couldn't do it. Yeah. We got now. some people there. They were wearing like khakis and black shirts and Mike came out and said hi to them and everything. So that that's pretty cool. But we were like, man, we, we we tried to get some some soldiers to to be there because he got kind of not, not over. soldiers, Mike, Marines. Marines. That's how you say it, just <laughs> yeah, in case yeah. people don't know. Your pot. No. When people say, "Hey, I'm I'm in the army," and people go, "I'm a marine," they get all crazy. So, yes, but yes. we tried we tried because he got flaked on by the recruiters, which is fucked up. But hey, you know. But anyways, yeah, let's keep um, going. Hey, what let's, let's after the fight. Let's talk about this, man. Um. Shout out, huge, huge shout out to Mike Richmond. Mike Richmond has been one of our favorite people in bare knuckle fighting. Um, we have spent many time, many great times with him and his family and his brother and his coach, his friends. Uh, they are they are stand up people. They're outstanding people, and it and um, it was sad to hear that Mike was retiring, but. For a guy like Mike Richmond to say that, you know, father time has has caught up and, you know, father time and damage caught up to me. He's not bullshitting at this point. A set like a warrior like him, an absolute Marine Corps uh, veteran warrior like himself. One of the best to ever do it in this sport to say that his time has come. Um, his times, I believe him. I don't know if it's forever, maybe in a year from now, like he gets something offered that entices him to come back for one more. Yeah. Money. Talks, but, uh, right? Yeah. Money, money always talks, but we've had blasts with this guy. Uh, we, it's been an absolute pleasure watching him fight the way he operates, the calm, cool, collected fighter, fucking disgusting, Mike. Fucking it disgusting. Is. He, yeah. So I was looking back through a bunch of stuff earlier today and i was like man i should upload some of this some of these pictures and a couple of videos because he's actually done a lot and you know what he's he just fought here this 30 events ago is when he started fighting which is insane and he showed up in birmingham alabama and he fought marcel stamps who marcel stamps fought the heavyweight champion and then mike richmond coming up from like 145 135 comes up yeah this dude in his first bkfc fight and he did marcel stamps was was that. coming off of fighting joey beltran yeah for the title yeah isn't that crazy so yeah. basically richmond you know comes in and we got this little moment here that i'm about to play and this i've slowed amazing. it down this is great speed. mike <laughs> look at this <laughs> no, dude, dude, not not one s slight bit of a flinch. Unbelievable. Barely moves. So and I remember I, that. 
I've said it a million times. Like, I'm, do you remember? I, I fucking looked right at you. I was like, I think Mike Richmond already won this fight. It's over. <laughs> I think he just won right there. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, like, there was like some kind of mental warfare right there. Because Marcel like Marcel like, Stamps, can you play that one more time? Play that one yeah. more time. Marcel Stamps yeah. came so close to his face, and he he didn't even fucking bat an eyelash. It was crazy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> the only, that is just unbelievable man that dude's such a such a savage he's like that all the time which is really funny. It really like, is he's just always very like in this mode it's like almost like he's encased in something he's oh, gonna yeah. break it he's gonna move too fast in my break you know oh, i don't know man. it's like you ever get a massage and you're feeling so relaxed when you get off the table you feel like i can't move too fast because i don't want to break out of the the state that i'm in right now like i just feel like he's always just in this cool relaxed state all the time so yeah so there there's a moment that that was had dude even even in that fight with stamps when he would knock him down he would turn around yeah calmly calmly walk over and he'd put his hands on the ropes like this (laughs) Yeah. And he would have this like calm look on his face and then stamps would be up and he'd like look back like this. He'd be like, all right, he would fucking go back and knock him down again. Go yeah. do it again. It was unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. That was the first time that we saw one of his fights, right? Yeah. Live. That was the first time we saw one live. Yeah. Went out. Got the luckily blast, we, you know, yeah. we were friends with Crystal Pittman and she was under the same banner as he was. And That's they went out with Sean, his brother, Mike Richmond's brother. Uh, we went out with Crystal Pittman and her ex, Dave Marshall. And we all went out to Doug, the bar. Doug. Doug Marshall. Sorry, I call him Dave. Uh, we went out to the bar. We had some drinks. We got to talk to him a, a little blast. bit. It was so crazy. It was awesome. Yep, that was, was insane. And actually, the night before the fights, we somehow ran into him and Lorenzo Hunt in the same place. Eating, They were eating sushi at the same place. What was Lorenzo Hunt wearing in that sushi restaurant? A knuck, uh, a, a, a mission accomplished. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Oh, it's like, yeah. Oh, look, oh shit! Look at that! Look, he's yep. sitting across. Yeah, that yep. was awesome. But so, that wasn't that wasn't all that many moments. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. So so then there's a fight. So we didn't get to see this fight, but I had this in my uh, in my phone because I have so many damn pictures in my phone. I have about twenty thousand pictures and freaking fifty thousand movies. So. Yeah, so he fought Cochran, and that's when we saw him ripping at the body. And at the end, he said, it's fucking disgusting, which I wish I pulled, but I didn't. But that's just another little clip that we got from him. So if anybody forgot about that, that's just another thing that happened, right? We have this. that Wichita, right? This is Yep, Wichita. so we had the Wichita fight, which, look at another one that we went to. We saw Mike Richmond in Wichita, which is awesome. I freaking think about that. Can't believe his uh, first three fights. His first three fights are Marcel Stamps, Dakota Cochran, and Dave Rickles. And yep. uh, what did what did he do? What memorable thing besides the win against Dave Rickles? What did he do, Mike? All right. So I was going through my phone and I found this little gem. <laughs> Look at Feldman's like you motherfuckers ripping beers on the goddamn stage. I know. Shaking his head, you fucking idiots. I love it. But that's another classic moment, man. Yeah. The Marine in the Caveman. Yeah, that was awesome, man.
And then he did his thing against him. I, it, it was the Dakota Cochran fight that Mike uncorked the body shots that, like, you know, he carried on to his later fights that, you know, do so much damage. But it was uh, it wasn't body shots in that one against um, against Rickles. Like yeah. he was he was picking his shots and damaging Dave, Dave Rickles. Dave Rickles has that big old head on him, man. Remember how big Dave's head? Dave's got a dome on him. Oh yeah. And uh, and Mike kept just kept picking him, like throwing shots over the top of his guard and uh, clipping him on the side of his eyes and stuff. And and Mike just looked amazing there. There he is with his brother, Sean. Yep. That yep. That's after the fight. He's hugging his brother. Um, I'm almost positive that's his brother. And uh, yep, got this clip. There's a brown-haired Kevin Smith to the right. You can see him. Doesn't look like Kevin Smith, but you see him. It is Kevin Smith. That's he was him. Incognito in in Wichita. Yep. That's there right. As that's I said the other day, and another picture I saw of him with brown hair is that's before Flavortown. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was oh, in between Flavortowns. That one. Yeah. So yeah, that's an that's another one. Then we ran into him, and I actually have two different things. So I have one from Knucklemania. I believe that he was at Knucklemania 2 that we ran into him. And um, we talked to him, and he talked – he was he was talking about – actually, I, I think I, I might have downloaded this. And so, what, what so we, first – we So when you, you actually interviewed him in the lobby, and he was talking shit about Palomino – and yep. maybe Brito and somebody else. And he was just going through a laundry list of fighters that he wanted to fight. And it was, I remember he was spitting fire that night. He was like, uh, he, have it. he said, Brito's trash. Legitimate. Is this Luis Palomino? He is tough, dude. I go down to 155. He's a tough competitor. That'll be a battle. I would love to fight him, but I want to do that. I want those challenges. 85. I'm really challenging. 75. I'll fuck dudes up. 65. Brito's trash and everyone else. 55 Palomino will be a tough challenge because that dude, that dude's a warrior. But I did one interview, right, where somebody brought up. All right. So that that's what that's a clip that we use to show we were trying to get them to fight each other at one point. So we put them clips together right there. But I, I found that. And then I have a picture of another event after that when Mike has gained some weight to and fight. This is when he wanted Lorenzo. This and is when he, he wanted Lorenzo. Yep. And yep. there's just a still fo- uh, still shot of. This is after the Richie fight when Richie, I think when Richie fought Yuli, right? Because I think, yeah. I think that was that night and that's you interviewing him. And this is when to talk about Lorenzo because didn't the Lorenzo thing happen the day before this? Possibly? This is when in that interview right there, I said, I said, uh, Francesco Ricci just won the 175 pound title. If they called you tomorrow and said, you, you can fight. Francesco Ricci for that one 175 title or go fight Lorenzo Hunt what would you do? And he said, I would fight Lorenzo Hunt for no title. Cause I just want to fuck that guy up. I was like, Holy shit. This dude is fucking nuts, man. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, and we nothing do have but the, good times, man. Nothing we do have the, fo- the video of him and Lorenzo getting into it too, on our page, which I think we'll put out a bunch of this stuff just, you know, and, and if, and, you know, and we'll do this for every, every other, you know, great fighter that retires and we have a bunch of stuff. We'll put it all out afterwards, yeah. just as an ode to, to the fighter and the person, you know, cause there's a lot of cool people. So earlier we showed this picture with these guys and, and you together. know what, that was Knucklemania three out in Denver, Mike, it wasn't even a fight. It wasn't a pre-fight. It wasn't a post fight interview. It was like one of the coolest moments we ever had covering this sport so far was in that lobby 
in that lobby in in Denver after the Doolittle Mike Richmond fight, when all yep. the fighters were in that lobby, everybody was hanging out, everybody was drinking beers and having a good time. Oh. Christian Torres and his girl were drinking the 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 weed sodas, and and we got to sit there and just listen to Mike Richmond and Isaac Doolittle have a have a frosty beverage and and discuss kicking the living shit out of each other. Yeah. With Chris Lytle and us and all these people. It was just, that was like such a fucking cool night, man. It was it a great was, time. It was awesome. That, yeah, that night was incredible <clears throat> after the fight, sitting in that lobby with everybody being there and just chatting about the fight and them going back and forth with you. It was crazy too, because it was like Chris Lytle and Sean Wheelock were just sitting there and they right. Was Sean there? I think he might be. I would have to go yeah. find the video. And, everybody was kind Gio, of there. We can't Gio. leave out Geo. Geo was there. Geo was um dude in that room was Jihad, Rick, Jared, Crystal, Angel Core, Christian Torres, Howie, uh yeah. Lytle, fucking Torres. Tor uh yeah. I said that, were, Christian, meant, Chris, uh Jessica Link. Yeah. It 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 was just like a big group of awesome people, and that was that was a great moment. So yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, I don't know how much more we have, but like this in a nutshell, this just tells you, man, we really really appreciate the time that we had uh, with Mike Richmond in the BKFC, all the times that we spent with him and around him, and you know, congratulations to you on an incredible career and an incredible run. And if this really is the true retirement, then ride off into the sunset enjoy your life enjoy retirement mm -hmm. and, and you know congratulations on that man yeah and uh i we're gonna i'm gonna put out some some stuff after this like i said because when he first came on the show everybody knows he's the gm at a strip club he was he was the gm of one now he's the gm of a different one he went from rick's cabaret to the spearmint rhino i think right but we did some funny things usually we do a speed round we did a thing called confessions of a gentleman and we asked yeah. him all sorts of questions about being in a strip club and stuff and then we did confessions of a gentleman too so we did a whole bunch of stuff with mike so yeah, a lot of cool cool things over the years yeah i'll put them out on on the page over the next uh few days or so that'll be cool yeah. yeah. So yeah. shout out to, to his brother and Gio as well. Awesome. Yeah. Gio. Basically, when we went to Knucklemania three, two nights in a row, we had Gio about one, two o'clock in the morning. He was in the room just hanging out with this chit chat. And so, yeah, great times, great, man. Great dude. And yep. last thing we got to we got to touch on something. You know, it's a little bit of a, a sadder conversation, but yep. Dave Mundell went out there and he fought his ass off and he retained his title. Um mm -hmm at BKFC 47 the other night, but he was hit with some tragic news afterwards. Uh, I've been here at school, so I'm not schooled all the way up on what the hell happened, Mike. Maybe uh, you can say something on, on this because I'm not educated enough on what happened to actually speak on it. Okay, so without being any kind of disrespectful, because that's not what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to bring some... Um, light to a bad moment to try to help out uh dave mundell and his family i do know that his younger brother did pass away i believe from what i heard the night before the fight and it was kept from him as far as i know until after the fight so that it did not obviously if he heard about that he probably would have called the fight off i would 100% imagine that it would be done. He'd be devastated and it would be over. So his family came together and probably decided it'd be best that we just allow him 
to he's been training, let him go out there, fight, get his check, not think about it. And then afterwards, they had to drop the dreaded news that nobody ever wants to hear. Horrible. I feel I, I'm gutted for him. When I heard it, it, it made me feel like shit. He's such a great guy. And um, you see how happy he is in the pitchers after he won the belt and stuff. So, you know, I talked to some people. We know a lot of people from shifting this and that. And they did just feel so bad about, you know, what, what has happened there. But if you go to um, our page or the Extreme Bare Knuckles fan page or pretty much any Bare Knuckle group or to Dave's page, you can find a GoFundMe, go which has been put up. And I believe that they have reached their goal already. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't still need more. So if you have some money to give, give it. If not, that's fine. Everybody understands help is help, right? There, you know, it's just a horrible thing. Nobody ever wants to get that phone call, but unfortunately it happened and, you know, it's, it's devastating not only for, you know, the, the, the family and their emotions and trying to get through this, but then you have to come out of your pocket with so much money nowadays to pay for that. I mean, it's just awful. It really is. So a lot of people coming out and helped. It's really great that people are helping them. And, uh, if you can help, please do it. I I can't even imagine what he's going through right now. I mean, you and I both have siblings. I mean, if, to lose a sibling, I can't even imagine what he's going through. It's got to yeah. be the most gut-wrenching, heartbreaking, saddest thing he could possibly ever go through right now. Yeah. I mean, losing a family member is one thing, but when, you know, you grow up with a sibling, you know, my, I've had issues, you know, my older brother has had issues, um, and we had some some brushes with some close to tragedy tragedies with him yeah and uh and it, and it really almost tore our family down and luckily ryan came through both times and um and uh you know it's just so, i don't know what the i don't know what the cause of it was but it really doesn't matter at this point unfortunately it happened and, and it's it's just really heartbreaking only yeah only 16 years old this kid was yeah Un yes super heartbreaking so Go to their, go to his page, go to our page, go to Extreme BK Fans page. You find the GoFundMe. If you can donate, donate. And uh, I am sure hey, listen, they are listen, super grateful. Let's uh, to, to 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 bring a little uh, comedy to this section here. Uh, yes. Megan, Megan is in my sister's in the comments, and she says, "I'm sure you'd you'd miss me a lot." JK, I know you wouldn't. Oh, Megan, it. I would fucking be heartbroken for you too, you goddamn Stunad. I would like to nominate my sister for Stunad of the Week right now. Because yeah, I would, don't be I a Stunad, huh? Yeah, I'd, I'd be a heartbroken. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would. You know what I mean? No, for real though. It, it's uh, it's, an, it's an incredible loss for him. And hopefully, hopefully him and his family are pulling through and doing well as they can. Yep. And, uh, and if you, and like Mike said, if you can get to that GoFundMe page and you want to contribute a little bit to the family, you know, God bless you. But, uh, That's right. there yep. it is, man. We, we put it out there. It was a, it was a fantastic, uh, past weekend for the BKFC. That card was in incredible. Yep. And, um, and I wish, I, I wish we could have been there live because Lakeland has a little piece of our heart for sure. And, uh, I would have liked to have gone back there, Mike, I will, uh, I will talk to you tomorrow and we'll try to, we'll try to get the ball rolling and get your ass to to uh, Albuquerque because 
yes, I will not be able to, but mm-hmm. this time we have some time to plan it out here and we Mike, do. Mike can get down there, I think. So shout out to John Dotson for coming on tonight. Shout out to Roberto Armas for winning himself an autographed poster. He can hang that up in his, uh, in his house or in the gym or wherever the hell he wants to put it. And, uh, you know, congratulations to, to Mike Richmond on an amazing career. Um, best of luck in all endeavors that he goes through from now on. And, uh, and prayers out to Dave Mundell. Yep. Yes, sir. And uh, tomorrow night, come back at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will have on Blake Lacaze. He will be fighting uh, August 11th. And following him will be Jeremy Holloway, who Tony Soto was talking about. He's been training with him, and he is also fighting on uh, the August 11th card. So that will be tomorrow night, 9 p.m. sharp, Eastern Standard. Yeah, hey, and one last shout-out here, Mike. Shout-out to the Hampton Inn and Suites Wi-Fi. Shout-out, let's go, boy. Dude, shout-out to the Wi-Fi here, man. This has been okay. I I think I've been pretty good this entire time. I I am very impressed. What's up? Oh, Shout-out, let's go, boy. Check it out. Absent-minded Adam Lorette and Michael Lorette sent me, and I believe Kyle, too. Yeah, I got one at home now. Nice, so... Mike and Miss Show, look at this custom work. They do this. We did not ask for this. They just sent this as fans of the show. And look at it. Plugs in, and it's got a backlight. And you can do all these fancy colors and strobe lights and everything with it. So that is super fantastic. I love it. And until I get a studio, I might put it up in the back here somewhere. So Keep the light on So while, you're, while it's going on. There yeah, it'll show. be cool. I don't think you're going to... Yeah. The way my background so far, I don't know if you'd be able to see it too well, but you'd know what it is if you saw this today. You know, and just to go over a couple of things that we've gotten from fans, this is from Gary Lang over the years. Look at this, Tommy Clohesse with the billboard mats. He made us a bunch of these. And then check this out. Oh, my God. This is from a buddy of ours. Look at this thing. Oh, shit. That's that that diamond art, right? Yeah, look at how many of these things there are. Is there a yeah. billion of these? Yeah, this, incredible. This must have taken Darren Timmerman. Thank you so much. He gave this to me a while ago. This is all supposed to go up in my studio whenever that gets made. So shout out, shout out, let's go, shout boy. Out, let's go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out, let's go, boy. Love that shit. And uh, thank you guys all for tuning in and sticking with us for an hour and 48 minutes tonight. We will see you tomorrow yeah. night at 9 p.m. But I got homework to do, Mike. So I got to say. Yeah. Peace.